0: Hello, it's August 22nd, 2019. This is Future Vision. Thank you very much for listening. Guess what's making a comeback? Blimps! Yes, the old Zeppelin. 80 years after the appeal of the airship went down with the Hindenburg, giant blimps are being suggested as an environmentally friendly alternative for shipping goods. As proposed in a recent scientific paper, the new airships would be almost two and a half kilometers long, more than five times longer than the Empire State Building is tall. They'd do the work of traditional ocean-going cargo ships, but would take less time and generate only a fraction of the pollution. This new generation of blimps would get around by riding the jet stream, a powerful air current that would let the ship circle the globe in 16 days, hauling more than 20,000 tons of cargo while expending little energy. Since the Hindenburg disaster, zeppelins have been using helium to stay buoyant in the air. However, in the paper by a team from the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis in Luxembourg, Austria, they propose using hydrogen, a highly flammable gas that is 14 times lighter than air. It's the same gas the Hindenburg and the other big zeppelins used in the 1930s. Helium is safer, but it's expensive and hard to come by. It's only found in pockets of natural gas deep underground, with its extraction usually a byproduct of highly polluting drilling. Hydrogen, on the other hand, can be extracted from water and so would be much cheaper. To minimize the risks associated with hydrogen, the author suggests getting rid of the crew, the airships would operate autonomously and would be loaded and unloaded by robots. Today in the futurology subreddit, I was asked a great question by my very good friend, Only Artist 6. Only Artist 6 asks What one scientific or technological breakthrough would you like to see in the near future? Well, there's a lot of things I would like to see and think we will see by the year 2030, like lab-grown meat hitting grocery stores and taking over at fast food joints, kind of like what we're seeing now with plant burgers, or electric vehicles reaching a price point where they're cheaper than ICEs and most people are able to afford them, or even monkey robot butlers in your house. But I think the biggest game changer we could see in the coming years would be nuclear fusion. I know the joke is that fusion is always 20 years away, but lately we've low-key seen some pretty big advancements. The U.S. Department of Energy's Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory, which uses radio frequency technology to greatly reduce so-called plasma disruption, the leading challenge to achieving a sustained net energy gain fusion reaction, which is a key element in making fusion a feasible source of electricity. There was also a report by a panel of distinguished scientists from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine to the Department of Energy, which concluded that a $200 million annual investment in the technology for the next several decades could lead to a demonstrating energy gain fusion, a reaction which produces more energy than it takes in by the mid-2020s and a concept reactor by the 2030s. The power emitted from sustained thermonuclear fusion is safe, carbon-free, and abundant. The primary fuel, hydrogen isotopes, can be found in regular seawater and just a few grams are enough to kickstart a reaction. The implications are near limitless. Aside from the obvious benefits of fighting climate change, ending energy scarcity, and growing the global economy, fusion could also have applications for space travel. And who doesn't love the sound of that? If you've got any questions for me to clumsily try and answer, you can hit me up on Twitter at Vision. feel like I'm kind of in an abusive relationship with Elon Musk. He keeps making these big promises that he's got these great nights planned for us and I get excited for them. I look forward to them for weeks. Then at the last minute, he's like, oh, sorry, got to postpone. And I always fall for it. This Saturday was supposed to be the annual SpaceX presentation where they update all us groupies on the rocket company's short and long-term goals. You might remember last year's event when the Dear Moon project was announced. That's the plan to send Japanese billionaire Yusako Maezawa and a few invited guests on a trip around the moon. Musk said that it will probably make sense to do this when Starship MK has three Raptors, moving body fins, and landing gear installed, which is hopefully mid-September. There's no good news to give you in regards to Starhopper either. The prototype is still waiting for final FAA approval before it will be able to perform its 200-meter hover test That was scheduled to be completed last week. Nobody said being an Elon fanboy was going to be easy, but it is how it is. On Monday's episode of Future Vision, we were talking about how UPS had started to deliver some of their mail on a very limited route through Arizona with self-driving trucks. Well, I guess some truckers in Missouri were listening because they took to the streets to protest against the impending robopocalypse. The truck drivers shut down the streets around the Jefferson City Capitol building Tuesday morning. Trucker Billy Boger, who organized the protest, said that he was worried full self-driving trucks would directly affect his career. This is my job, Boger said. I mean, once these things come in, I'm done. I'm out. Most of the people coming in today are literally a week out of being out of business. Billy and his crew were trying to push for a new bill that would prohibit autonomous trucks from hitting Missouri streets. It seems like the attitude towards FSD vehicles is starting to shift, at least among people who make a living actually driving. It's going from the idea of a robot could never do my job to one of please don't let a robot do my job. And these Missouri protests are just the start. Soon you will be seeing in your city streets being closed by taxi and Uber drivers, bus drivers, pizza delivery boys, anybody who makes a living in a vehicle. And you can't really blame them for being worried about their livelihood, but there is no going back. There is no brakes on this autonomous ride. We shouldn't be focusing on how to stop them, but instead, how to adapt to them. That's part of the reason why Andrew Yang has become so popular. You might recognize Yang as the dude running to be the U.S. Democratic presidential nominee, mostly on the promise of a universal basic income, or the freedom dividend, as he's calling it. He's been talking about the replacement of drivers with computers for a while now and how it will impact the economy. Now, I'm not personally ready to declare myself a member of the Yang Gang. I mean, I'm Canadian. I don't want to be accused of foreign interference and end up on a report somewhere. But it is really good to see at least one politician starting to take the rise of robots seriously. That's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you at all would like to help future vision grow, you could always subscribe for the newest episode. You can rate the episodes. You could leave a comment. You can share links on social media. You could do a TikTok about it. Anything you like, anything at all like that would be very helpful and very much appreciated. Catch you again soon. Bye for now.